Hello, Colorado. This is John Baird with I Love Colorado Beer podcast. I Love Colorado Beer is your home for behind-the-scenes interviews and information from the wonderful world of the craft breweries of Colorado, along with craft beer news, events, and festivals. And don't forget about I Love Colorado Beer's great beer gear, including t-shirts, sweatshirts with a koozie built right in, and much more. Just go to ilovecoloradobeer.com. Today on our show, we have Lee Sims with Radiate Live Events. Lee is one of the ones that's helping to put on the Breckenridge Spring Brewfest in Breckenridge, Colorado on April 9th. And now, on to the interview. Hello, Colorado. This is John Baird with I Love Colorado Beer. Today, I'm here with Lee Sims. She's the marketing director for Radiate Live Events, who's putting on the Breckenridge Spring Brewfest here in just a little bit. It's on April 9th. Uh, Lee, would you introduce us to yourself and tell us who Radiate Live Events is? Hi guys, I'm Lee Sims with Radiate Live Events. We are one of the largest event companies in the Colorado mountain areas producing uh, mainly large-scale scale beer festivals, but we also do a couple family-friendly events, including a home show, um, a free family day in a couple of the different mountain areas, and some Latino events as well. But we like to uh, say our specialty is producing beer festivals, and this year, in 2016, we are producing five of those, one in Aspen, two in Breckenridge, one in Winter Park, and one in Avon, Colorado. Well, that was going to be one of the questions. I know that the uh, name of the event is the Breckenridge Spring Brewfest, and I was wondering if there was going to be a summer or a fall brewfest. There is. We do a summer event in Breckenridge as well. It's actually our largest event, which will be on um, July 9th at Beaver Run Resort. We actually changed the location of the event, but um, kind of the same similar theme, music, unlimited tastings, food, retail, all that kind of fun stuff that everybody likes in a beer festival. So would you tell us who had the first idea to have a beer festival in Breckenridge? Where did the idea for this festival start? You know, it actually started, um, it is a little background, our events company, the parent company is um, a media company that owns radio stations a digital marketing um, uh, business, and a uh, sports network business as well. And way back in the day, it was only radio stations. And so one of the managers at our Breckenridge station, KSMT, came up with the idea of a beer festival. And at that time, one of our other event directors, Jim Radu, was working with that manager and hopped on board. Um, and this was 11 years ago in the spring. It's our oldest beer festival to date. And it was a small radio market production, you know, um, in 15 breweries, a couple hundred tickets, no big deal. And now it has blown up into, uh, we cut up our breweries this year at 45 due to space issues. And then we'll probably have 15 food vendors, 15 retail vendors, some other nonprofits there. So it, it's a big event, uh, to say the least at this point in time. Yeah, do you know if there's any other beer festivals that have been around this long? I know you, I think your website said this is your 10th annual, is that right? It's our, it's our 11th for this one. It's our, sorry, it's our 10th for this one and our 11th for summer. I'll, I'll correct that. Um, okay. we kind of mix our numbers up back and forth, but 10th for this one. Um, there is another very large beer festival in Breckenridge called Oktoberfest. Uh, it's a, it's a huge one that the town puts on, but it's far and that one goes over the weekend and has lots of, you know, Oktoberfest kind of themed uh, stuff. But besides that, we're definitely the biggest one in Breckenridge at this point in time. 
So how do you even go about starting to set up a festival like this? You know, you have the idea, hey, let's throw a beer festival, and what's the next step? What do you do? You know, we have to credit our brewers a lot. They love to come to these events. They love to showcase all of the craft brews that they're producing year after year. They always bring some specialty beers for our VIP area and just some specialty beers for the general public to taste. So we give them so much credit for participating every single year. We have a lot of people that come back, and we have a lot of new ones this year, too, um, since we've increased numbers a little bit. So we give them a lot of the credit. And then, um, you know, it's hard to pinpoint where you start. You just – we've gotten so I, – I don't want to pat myself on the back, but we've gotten so good at it that we just kind of start doing it without even thinking about doing it. But – um Breckenridge is a wonderful town that that hosts us every spring down on Ridge Street, which is one of their kind of main streets. And so the real challenge with the Breckenridge Spring Bear Festival is that we actually can't get on site to set up until the morning of the event. So this event, you know, we're on site at 6 a.m., gets set up, we're open by noon, and we break down starting at 5 p.m., and we're off the street by 8. So it's really a one-day process that takes a lot and a lot of volunteers who are wonderful in helping us. Wow, that would be really tough to set everything up and tear everything down all in one day. That would be really tough to do. Yeah, we always just hope for really nice weather, you know? (laughs) And in Breckenridge, who knows if that's really going to happen or not. The weather in the spring is unpredictable, but um, we have had great weather the past couple years and, and just a great team to help us do it all. So there's a lot of different beer festivals in Colorado. What would you say makes uh, this one a little bit different? You know, being in the Colorado mountains is is really cool. And being able to ski in the morning and then come to the Breckenridge Spring Beer Festival afterwards is is pretty awesome. You can't do that in very, very many places. And honestly, in the Colorado mountains, there's not a lot of beer festivals in the spring. We're one of the very, very first ones because the weather is so temperamental, per se. Um, this year also we're doing, and we started this last year as well, we're doing a theme, and this year is going to be an 80s party theme. Last year it was 70s, kind of um, kind of a fun 70s funk theme. This year is an 80s party theme, uh, kind of hot tub time machine-esque, and uh, we're going to have 80s cover bands there, costume contests, giveaways. And so that kind of stands out from um, a lot of the other just kind of plain old beer tasting events that go on. Well, you spoiled one of my questions later on. I was going to say that you're, uh, you're, uh, on your website, you have, and I qu- I'm quoting here, come dressed up in your best throwback 80s gear and get ready to dance your pants off. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, we give away tickets, uh, VIP tickets to some of our best dressed people for our summer event. So if you love beer and you love the 80s, it's a perfect way to kind of match those two together. All of our VIPs also get some kind of 80s themed um, kind of tchotchke items and fun stuff for the event. And then we just encourage everybody to, to come out and dance to the really fun music. Although we don't have, we haven't released our lineup yet, but we're focusing on all eighties bands right now. So it should be really fun. Who doesn't love the eighties, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so would you say your clientele, the people that uh, are, are, are going to be coming to the festival, would, would you say they're a different clientele than like Great American Beer Festival or some of the other festivals that are around Colorado? You know, some of, some are different and some are the same. We've been to GABF, um, and 
a lot of the people who are there are real beer beer connoisseurs who are really tasting certain beers. We definitely have that at the Breckenridge Beer Festival. We have some serious craft beer hounds there. There's no doubt about that. But we also have people who um, are up in Breck skiing and, um, you know, add this to their weekend calendar just as a fun thing to do. We also get a lot of bachelor and bachelorette parties at these events. Um, and so it's just a fun thing to bring a big group of people to. There's no pressure to try everything. There's no pressure uh, to be fully educated. It's just a fun party in the spring at Breckenridge. And while uh, Great American Beer Festival does an incredible job, um, this is a fun event as well. And, uh, and it only encompasses one day, so you're not dedicating a year whole weekend to it. Right, right. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about the Samantha Remington uh, Angel Heart Foundation? Sure. That is a foundation that we use as a beneficiary to, for all of our beer festivals. Uh, Samantha Remington is a, a girl who um, was fighting congestive heart failure and has had heart transplants and is close to the Radiate Live and our parent company, Always Mountain Time, is close to our families. And so we chose them as our nonprofit and they help uh, donate funds, grants, things like that to other families who are going through transplants. Um, or going through some of the same needs that Samantha Remington was going through as well. So we like to honor her. We like to honor the foundation and, um, and really pay it forward in that way. And we also, as part of our nonprofit kind of deal with the towns, we also like to pull in a local nonprofit. In past years, it's been Friends of the Colorado Avalanche, um, Information Center, uh, we've done High Country Conservation Center, and we haven't chosen a local nonprofit yet this year, but we'd like to tie into a local nonprofit and the Samantha Remington Angel Heart Foundation as well. Well, that, that's really neat. I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing that. It's always wonderful to see Colorado and how we support um, a lot of these wonderful foundations like that. So I think that's I think that's wonderful. Um, would you tell me a little bit about the venue? Because it sounds like there in Breckenridge, I would imagine it's just absolutely gorgeous. Right. So kind of like I was saying that um, for the Spring Beer Festival, it's on the 100 and 200 blocks of Ridge Street, which is downtown Breckenridge, um, one one block off of Main Street. So we close the street down completely. There's, it's obviously just turns into a walking street, and we line the breweries up on both sides of the street, and so it's open straight down the middle. Um, and so it really creates a really open atmosphere for everybody to enter. You, it's free to come into the event because it, um, we want people to be there to enjoy the music. And then if you want to taste anything, you do obviously have to buy a ticket because there's no um, al- alcohol sold inside the event besides the tastings. But we also um, have a big stage right in the middle and um, a big VIP tent as well that offers shade and not really shade as much as warmth in the springtime, uh, private bathrooms, seating, that kind of stuff. And, but overall, the event is just takes over the 100, 200 blocks and just is a big, fun party street for five hours or so. So other than the uh, 80s gear and the throwback and stuff like that, are you guys going to have games, events, things like that? You know, we do have um, some games and events as far as kind of fitting in the 80s themes, but um, I hate to say that we haven't fully planned that out right now because we're going into a beer festival this weekend in Aspen. So that's been our main focus, and then we shift into gear for uh, Breckenridge Beer Festival. And so we'll definitely have some fun things planned. We've talked about um, uh, we obviously always bring out cornhole and ladder ball and those kind of fun games, and some of the breweries bring that stuff out as well. But we've talked about a large um, 
Twister Board. We've talked about Giant Beer Pong. Some of those kind of fun things that encompass, you know, beer and tastings and, uh, and the fun atmosphere that's going on. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy, you know, audience participation and things like that. So Yeah, and so do they. Everybody likes that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so this is you guys' 10th year. Would you tell us a little bit about what's changed over the years from uh, the first annual to now? Um, well, I wasn't at the first annual. I've been with Radiate Live for the past three years. So, but kind of hearing how it started, like I said, you know, a handful of breweries, a handful of tickets sold, and now at 45 breweries, this will be the most the spring event has seen. Uh, we might even get all the way up to 50, but we're trying to hold tight right at 45 due to space needs. Um, we ex- have um, expanded the event pretty substantially. You know, it started in a different location in Breckenridge, and as it grew and grew and grew, it just needed more space. So working with the town of Breckenridge has secured uh, Ridge Street, and working with the businesses on Ridge Street as well has secured that space for us, which, which is really nice. Um, we also have encompassed, uh, like you said, kind of more a, a theme, more fun things to do. Um, the VIP area is bigger and better than it has ever been. And so just the growth of the event as a whole is really substantial. But we don't want it to become so big that people get lost. You know, it is craft beer. We do have breweries who come to us who are some of those really big breweries that unfortunately have to turn away because we like to keep the Colorado craft beer there. And we, I mean, we do have craft beer from California, Washington, Oregon, but we really like to stay focused on craft beer. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you have any of the uh, the your favorite breweries that are coming to the festival? Any that are that are sort of a smaller local kind of thing? Um, we always work very closely with the Breckenridge Brewery, although it's not uh, they have a restaurant in Breckenridge, but they also are home based out of the Denver area. But we love those guys, so we work very closely with them. Every year, one of my favorite breweries is Epic Brewery out of Salt Lake City. They uh, they kind of um, are one one that I always love. And then I live up in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. So two breweries out of Steamboat Springs, Storm Peak Brewery and Butcher Knife Brewery, are coming down, which I always like because it kind of encompasses some of my hometown into the event. So I always like to give them a shout out as well. Well, since you guys have been doing it for several years now, uh, I'm sure that you've run into a few issues and uh, things that you've had to modify over the years. What Can you tell us a few of the concerns or issues that you might have had in the past? You know, there are always growing pains. The bigger the event gets, the bigger uh, the growing pains become. But we like to think that we've uh, really streamlined some of those issues. In the past, we've had really long lines to check in. Um, and so this year, brand new, we are letting all of our pre-purchased ticket holders come in from 12 to 1, and then day-up ticket holders can come in at 2 o'clock. So it encourages all the um, everyone that attends to buy their ticket early. They get in early, and then it lightens a lot of those lines up because um, lines are always the biggest deal at the very beginning. People want to get in. They want to taste the beer and enjoy the festival. So that's one of the newest things that we're doing this year. And we also, um, and for the past year, have opened up a box office on Friday night as well, where people can check in, get their tickets early, buy tickets, just to release some of that pressure of the uh, of the lines at noon. Um, there are, you know, there are lines at all the breweries as well. It's as to be expected when 3,000 people are tasting beer in a five-hour window. So you do have to 
pick and choose where you're tasting and, um, and understand that, you know, for a little while the lines will be long, but they really lighten up and not many of the breweries run out of beer. You know, they're there till the very end tasting beer with everybody. So, um, those are kind of some of the obstacles that people face, but I mean, it could be worse than a little line to taste some beer, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And sometimes it's not so such a bad thing to slow down a little bit before you get to your next one. So. It's true. That's very true. And then we always uh, we always fight the weather, of course, in Breckenridge in the spring. So we encourage people to come dressed appropriately. Expect that it could be sunny for the first hour. It could rain. It could snow. It could get really windy. So uh, Breckenridge is always that way. So just dress warm and enjoy the beer. All right. And it's rain or shine, right? It's always rain, shine, or snow this time of year. <laughs> All right. Um, so you said you guys were having some food vendors as well. Will you tell us a little bit about who's going to be there? Sure. We always uh, like to encourage uh, the local food vendors in Breckenridge and in Summit County to come out to the event. So we get about three to five local vendors, um, hot dog vendors, barbecue is always a huge favorite, um, and then some sweets of some sort. And then we, we actually get food vendors from across Colorado as well. Um, we have uh, a French fry person coming in from Winter Park. We have someone coming in from uh, the Glenwood Springs area. And we kind of, uh, we selectively choose one food vendor of each type to be there. So it's not all hamburgers and hot dogs, not all barbecue. You know, there'll be a Thai guy there. There'll be a, uh, a Greek person there, barbecue, of course, American. Um, sweets always will be there. And so we don't want anybody to... Um, to think that there's only one type of food at the event, there'll be anything that you're looking for, which is nice. So how can people find uh, find tickets and find out more information if they're if our listeners are interested in uh, going to the festival? So everything is online at BreckenridgeBeerFestival.com. Make sure when you are headed to that site, you click on the spring event, but you can also click on our summer event there as well and look into all the details on that one. But spring is where you'll find everything tickets. We have a full list of all the participating breweries so you can check out to see if your favorite brewery will be there. Um, you can see all of the day of guidelines, where to get your tickets, how to check in, just everything that you need at BreckenridgeBeerFestival.com. We're also on Twitter at BreckBeerFest and on Facebook at BreckenridgeBeerFestival. So lots of different options to get your information, but BreckenridgeBeerFestival.com is really it. All right. Well, thank you again, Lee, for uh, doing this interview with us. And again, that's the Breckenridge Green Beer Festival. That will be Saturday, April 9th uh, this year. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about that you think our listeners would uh, be interested to know? No, I think that's it. I think we covered it. And we hope you guys get a chance to come out to the Breckenridge Beer Festival this spring. All right. Well, Lee, thank you very much for doing the interview again. And uh, we look forward to it. Thanks again to Lee Sims with Radiate Live Events about interviewing us with the Breckenridge Spring Brew Fest. Don't forget to check out their website for your tickets and look for I Love Colorado Beer when you go.